So tonight, I'm really excited because I've known Dr. Ben Perkis for a long time. He's been around, like, in Cynthia, too, who is going to be his, um, I don't know what, I don't know what to exactly call you, Cynthia. <laughs> He's, you're going to be the one that's going to be doing the demo with Dr. Ben. And I'm excited because I've seen, you know, all of us growing throughout the years. And there they are. They're, Cynthia, you could probably unpause yourself. Um, <laughs> so the dude is Dr. Ben Perkis. And the chick is Cynthia Casper, who's in my own personal team. And I'm really excited about this because we all have blocks and we have junk in our trunk. You know, whether it's a little thing that might be nagging on you or a big thing that's keeping you from talking to people or getting to the next rank or growing your business or maybe it's something between in a relationship you're having with a person, a loved one or not. I mean, you know, there's so many things that we can work through. And I know, Ben, that you created this. Um, we've had you on in the past, but this technique, the Aroma Freedom Technique, is really about, it's simple, and it's something that uh, people can use every day, practically, you know, in a practical manner. And so I thank you for coming and approaching me to share this with everybody. We can do a webinar so people can see and follow along and go, okay, you know, what what is this, you know, and, and actually see it in its progression and then um, they can learn more from you and get your book and, and however people want to progress. So thank you for coming. And if you want to share a little bit of your personal history and how this has evolved for you, that would be great. And you can take it from here. And I'm sure. gonna... <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we love your call. And I remember it's always Monday night and Elaine's like, oh, it's time to get on Jen's call. So we're big fans of yours and we really appreciate everything you've done to pull all the information together that everyone needs. And uh, yeah, it was a couple years ago, I was on the call, and at that time, I was presenting on a trauma release technique that I had been using for years, and in fact, Young Living had sent me over to Japan to teach about that, and uh, more recently to Southeast Asia, and um, people love it, and I've used it for years, but when I was in Asia this last time, I was really feeling inspired. I wanted to create something that people could use for everyday things, because over the years when I work with people, so many people, all of us, have had these situations that maybe they're not quote-unquote traumas, but they affect us for a long time. In fact, I give an example in my book. Somebody I worked with, he was in his early 60s, and he had had trouble in relationships, had never gotten married or had a family or anything, and we were working with him, and it went back to this memory he had from kindergarten where he had a crush on the red-headed girl, and the trouble was so did three other boys, and one of the other ones became her boyfriend, whatever that means, in kindergarten, and he developed this belief that he just, he can't win in relationships. So this experience he had from that time affected him all those years later. And as I work with people, I just see every day how the experiences we have affect us, affect how we think about ourselves, what's possible for ourselves, uh, what's impossible for ourselves. And that's really what I wanted to work on clearing out. So when I came back from Asia, I told my wife, I'm going to write my book because I've always wanted to write a book and I loved it when I wrote my dissertation 20 years ago. Some people may think it's strange, you know, but that was one of the happiest times of my life. I was because I just love working with those ideas and so I told her, I'm going to the library. You're not going to see me for a while. And I knew convention was coming up, so it was about two month time window. Let's see if I can write a book in that time. So I challenged myself. I said, I'm going to write a book in 30 days. And so I started right at it and I was you know, writing along, and I wrote a few things, and I didn't know it was going to be a technique that would come out. I just thought that I would share some of the things that I've learned over the years, some of the techniques that have worked, 
but uh, it wasn't really coming out fast enough. So I challenged myself again. I said, I'm going to write a book in 15 days. And I did my technique. By then I had developed the 12 steps, which I'm going to teach you tonight. And as I was doing the technique, I, you know, connected with some negative thoughts. Oh, that's not possible. How could you do that? And negative feelings. I breathed my oil in, which I'm going to share with you in my recipe tonight. And as I was doing that, something shifted in me. All of a sudden I realized, oh, well, that's just 10 pages a day for 15 days. I mean, how hard can that be? And something just surged out of me at that point, and I was just on fire. I was just writing and writing and writing. And a couple of days into that, I really realized that what it was that was developing and was coming out. So um, I, sh I wrote the bulk of the book in about 15 days. And um, after that, I realized, well, that's actually just the beginning, because I didn't realize, well, after you write a book, you have to edit a book, and you can't really edit your own stuff because your brain will fill in if there's a if there's a misspelling, so you can't see those things. So I had to have a friend help me edit it. And then um, I faced the biggest challenge, which was finding a cover that my wife would approve of. Because um, I was there, I thought I was pretty good on the computer. I was making some cover designs, and my wife kept saying, uh, not pretty enough. No, nope, not pretty enough. I would not buy that book. She says, she says I'm not going to support that book unless it's beautiful. So I had to realize, I had to climb that learning curve. So each step of the way, I would use my technique if I felt stuck or blocked. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a little story. During one of the editing sessions with my friend, um, you know, we were just doing a lot of work to try to get it done. My brain just stopped working. I told her, I can't, it's, nothing's happening here. And, but I was smart enough to know, well, maybe there's an emotional component. So I did my technique uh, on myself and a memory surfaced of a time when I was a senior in high school and I was running on the track team. I was never a great athlete, but I enjoyed it. And so I was one of the kids on the track team that, like, they never would expect to win a race. But, you know, he's nice enough, and so they'll root for him if he's going. And so it was the first uh, first meet of the year, and it was the um, the mile run. So I started running, and I was running. I was ahead after a quarter, quarter mile, one lap, and my team was cheering me on. They're like, Ben's ahead. And then at the second lap, I was still ahead. But by the three-quarter mile mark, something happened, and I kind of hit that wall, and my legs stopped working, and I started slowing down. I ran out of energy, and people started passing me on the left and passing me on the right. I ended up like fifth or sixth. And, you know, at that time, I mean, now I understand what happened. You know, I wasn't an experienced runner. I just I ran out of, you know, glycogen reserves, and, you know, I didn't have the build-up muscle. But at that time... When I was smelling the oil, I hadn't thought of that memory in 30 years. And I was smelling the oil, and that memory popped in, and along with this kind of belief that I'm not strong enough to finish. I'm not strong enough to finish, go through the finish line. And I said, wow. So I, I cleared it out with, with the oil and the technique. And then, strangely enough, my brain started working again. Once I cleared out the emotional component, my brain kicked in. I came back in. I said, okay, let's finish this thing. And it was, uh, I talk about that right in my book, and just time after time, each time I thought that I had done what I needed to do, I realized there was another step. I mean, who knows how to get an ISBN number? I didn't know. You know, who knows how to do all these things? So every step of the way, I had to realize that when we think we're hitting a brick wall, we're really just at the bottom of a learning curve. And if you can make that little mental shift and realize you're just at the bottom of a new learning curve, and you can choose to ascend that curve. And my technique is really designed for that moment that moment when you feel you're at the wall and when you can release the emotion that's holding you back and the thoughts that are holding you back 
you start climbing the curve. Now, you still have to climb that curve. It doesn't make things happen for you. Books don't get written on their own. People don't reach diamond on their own, right? Things, you have to still do the work. And so as I go through the steps of the technique, you'll see that's baked right in, you know, that we're going to actually finish the process. But that's just a little example of kind of the progression. I was able to finish the book, head it at convention, and um, since then, uh, there's been a really tremendous interest in it, and I'm really excited to be able to share it with you and some of the learning opportunities that I'm going to be able to share. Um, I think what I'll do, I have a little PowerPoint. I see if I can just pull it up here and um, see, do I have screen share option here? Yes, it should be at, at it the top it says available only for presenters. Oh, do I have to change presenter? Oh, it says me. It says make presenter. Okay, it should. Okay, ready, ready. Okay, you got it? It says show my screen. Okay, yep, there. So. I see your screen. Your screen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you see my yep, aroma slideshow freedom. here? Yep. You see that? Yep. Aroma freedom technique. Okay, great. Here we go. So. Just a little bit about me. I've been in practice since 1995, and uh, I've been using essential oils uh, about as long as you, Jen, 2001. Mm, um, good year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had some advanced training. My early training was in trauma therapy. That's why I had such a focus early on, EMDR, EFT. A lot of you are familiar with that neurofeedback and a lot of other energy psychology methods. I've always been a learner, and I take whatever I can from one um, modality, integrate it, and then move on to the next. And um, I have presented at the Young Living Convention several times since 06. I've been to Japan several times. Southeast Asia was my first time this past year, and it was really an inspiration for me. And so this is the book that came out, The Aroma Freedom Technique, Using Essential Oils to Transform Your Emotions and Realize Your Heart's Desire. And this is really, we wanted to capture this sense of freedom because it's really written for people who want freedom. And this is why I think it fits so well with Young Living, because those of us in Young Living, we want freedom. We want freedom, you know, in our own lives, in our financial lives, and, and in the world. So I break it down in a kind of a simple way, how to get what you really want. You can kind of break it into three steps. Number one is to identify what you want. And for some people, that's easy. Some people know right off the bat, I know this is what I want to be. I always wanted to be a doctor or wanted to be a banker or whatever it is. Other times it's not clear. If someone comes to me and says, oh, I'm unhappy, I'm feeling bad, whatever it is, I say, well, what do you, what do you want? Like, well, I don't really know. So if that's the problem, you have to start there, identifying what you want. And I talk about that, some ideas for how to figure that out in the book. And then step two, you have to clear out your inner resistance to either pursuing it or receiving it. So there's a basic kind of outflowing energy of success. And when we get stuck with that, also, we sometimes have trouble with the inflow of energy, with receiving, whether it's receiving love or receiving abundance. And we need to work on both sides, whatever, wherever we're blocked. And then number three, we have to take action every day and welcome what appears in our life. So once we've cleared out our blocks, we still have to climb that hill, whatever that may be. So this technique, Aroma Freedom Technique, AFT I call it, it's designed to work on all three levels because we're using awareness combined with essential oils and positive action. So we start by talking about smell and the sense of smell, how it's powerful and automatic. It's not something we really have control over, you know, how we respond to smell. A couple of examples, you know, if we smell some rotten leftovers, um, we're going to make a face and we can't help it. It was funny.
drove to convention, a four-day drive out there to Utah, and we drove back and took a few extra days doing some things. And somewhere along about day five, there was a salad that was in a container that got misplaced in the car. And our car was packed to the hilt. So um, I started smelling this something when I would open the car, but it was so packed I couldn't, I didn't want to unpack everything to find it, and it wasn't terrible. Well, when we were unpacking, I was in my office. My wife was in the other room. I heard this shriek, and I thought that somebody had hurt themselves or died or something. And I come out there, and she said, what is this? And it was she had found the bag. And the smell was so horrendous. It was just rotting vegetables. But, you know, anything rotting has it gives off a smell, and we are biologically programmed to respond immediately with repulsion to get it out of us. So it's actually designed to protect us. The sense of smell has a protective function. And um, even single-cell organisms have what we call a chemical sense, which is the basic ability to either sense whether something is good for us, like food, or bad for us, like poison, and we either move towards or move away. Um, the same is true with uh, you know, a, a rabbit or a, an animal that has predators. They have to have that sense of smell. If they smell the predator, they have to immediately kick it into gear to get out of there. So our survival kind of depends on it. And um, this is important for a few reasons. So the olfactory nerve, which is right at the top of the nasal cavity, connects to the limbic system of the brain directly. It doesn't go through the other channels. And this is where we call our primitive approach avoidance or safe or unsafe feelings are created. So for the survival reasons that I just mentioned. And it happens at a subcortical level, which means we don't have to think about it. It's automatic. And you're going to see in a minute how we can use this to our advantage. Um, a part of the limbic system is called the amygdala. And this triggers the fight, flight, or freeze survival response. And smell is an immediate trigger. It'll trigger that amygdala to, to fire if there's any sense of danger. Smell is necessary for survival also for finding food. I mean, not so much now. Now you don't really sniff your way to Whole Foods, but, you know, it's still <laughs> built in. In fact, well, whatever you sniff, if it's something that smells good, you might go towards it. Um, and also, you know, we know that incense has been used in religious rituals for centuries. And that's no accident, you know, because the sense of smell has that immediate effect. You know, when they're burning the frankincense in the church or, you know, burning the incense in the temple, whatever they're doing, it affects us on, a, on an emotional and kind of a primal level. So we know the sense of smell is really important piece of, of um, how our brain functions and how our emotions work. So the aroma freedom technique is an entirely new method of aromatherapy because we're going to be focusing our awareness in specific steps before we smell the essential oil. And this is really what differentiates what I'm going to show you from what most people think of with aromatherapy. We usually think of aromatherapy as you're stressed, so you smell the oil, and you feel less stressed. And that's true. It has powerful effects, taking us from wherever we are into a better place. So we use it that way, and, and that's wonderful. But what we're going to do is I'm going to show you how to actually focus your attention in deeply on, on the root of the problem. And when you bring the oil in then and smell it at that moment, it's miraculous because it just breaks up that memory complex, and you'll see, and you'll see today what happens. So we need to go a little bit into why we get stuck. Um, ideally, in the uh, I don't know if I have a pointer here on this or not, but ideally, um, there's a cycle of emotion which is kind of built into how we function, 
And it starts with when there's some pain, say take this girl, maybe she dropped her ice cream cone, and she's just getting ready to lose it there. Um, experience some pain, we express that pain. And then in the ideal situation, we can express the pain, and then something happens to resolve. Maybe the parent comes and gives her another ice cream cone or, or you know, hugs her or does something to help her feel better. We can think of all kinds of examples where, you know, we're upset about something maybe with our partner and we need our partner to hear us and then to respond. And if they do, then there's no residue. And when I do couples therapy, I'm working on this constantly, helping people to express appropriately what's going on and then they can get the response they need and then there's no residue. But a lot of times what happens, say starting in childhood, there might be a pain and then either there's not the emotional expression, maybe she was uh, told not to cry, you know, or given a dirty look when she was getting ready to cry because the parent was stressed out and wasn't, didn't want to hear it. Um, so she didn't express it. And so then something builds up. This is where the stuck, stuckness starts to happen. This negative feeling turns into a negative thought and a negative belief. It turns into a belief maybe of everything bad always happens to me or anytime I try to have pleasure it gets ruined. You know, or maybe she does express it, but there's no one there to hear it, or she doesn't get the response she needs. And then she may develop a belief that, you know, people aren't there for me, whatever it may be. So you can kind of see how this works. We, we build up in our personality these, over these little experiences, little and big experiences, these beliefs. Uh, you know, globally, we can think of them, you know, as positive versus negative beliefs. Um, really, kind of, are these beliefs empowering to us or not? And based on our experiences, we could develop, and we all have developed, these different combinations of beliefs. Maybe we feel like we're good in one area but bad in another. Maybe we feel like, well, I'm a good student, but I'm a bad athlete. Or I'm, you know, I'm great at work but lousy in relationships, whatever it is. So those negative beliefs are going to be like a barrier that stop the energy from flowing in the direction that we want. So we use the example of trauma. And... Uh, this helps us understand how to deal with these things. <clears throat> the way processing of memory normally works is, um, let's say that I was at home all day, and that night I go to bed, I'm sleeping, my brain has to kind of process everything that happened. And we think that's actually one of the functions of dreaming, is to, is to kind of file away those memories. So um, at night I'm sleeping, and I take my memories of being home that day, and I put them in the file folder called home. And this is what I do with normal memories. But suppose that day my house was on fire, and it was a traumatic memory, and I'm all shook up, and it was devastating, and, you know, fear, terror. Um, now when I go to sleep and I try to process that memory, it won't process because it's too emotionally charged. That's what a traumatic memory is. It's something that has so much emotional charge, it can't be put into that folder. And so it remains, it kicks back to the amygdala, and it remains spinning around in our consciousness. This is when people are having these you know, recurring nightmares or, you know, things like that. So uh, this is, when, when I use the technique to release trauma, I would kind of get people into this place of all this, feeling all this stuff in the memory and the thought and the feeling, and then smell an oil. Um, and you can think of it this way, that um, we break things into what's called a memory complex. And this is something I learned from EMDR years ago, and it's really powerful. So there is a little chapter in the book on traumatic memories. So there's a little technique, a little script for how to use the oils if you're dealing with something like this. Um, so um, 
So say the person has come to me and their house was on fire and they're really freaked out about it. I would say, okay, go back. Do you get an image? And right away, yeah, I can just I can picture the flames. Okay. I say, well, um, how do you feel when you picture that image? Oh, I feel terrified. And um, what's happening in your body? Oh, I feel my heart's pounding. And what else do you notice? Oh, I can be aware of the heat and the sounds. And is there a negative thought there? And yeah, I'm going to die. Something like that. So, so I have them assemble all of those together and then smell the essential oil. And at that time, I used a Trauma Life Oil, you know, which Gary Young created years ago, and fabulous oil. I used it for years. Now, it went out of stock a few years ago when all this crunch happened with our supply chain. And uh, so I started experimenting and finding some other oils, and I was able to find a combination. And there are many oils that can work for this sort of thing. But I was able to find a combination, and I'll give you the recipe right now because you'll see it in the book and you'll see it when we demonstrate it. Basic recipe right from your starter kit, lavender, frankincense, and stress away. So you take those three, a drop of each, right in your, um, in your palm, and you smell those oils as you're focusing on all these things. And an interesting thing tends to happen. People will notice that the image starts to fade in intensity or it shifts to something else. The bodily sensations start to ease. Um, every once in a while, something can get briefly more intense as a person is drawn into feeling it. But this is where I tell people just ride the wave. I say emotion is like a wave. No wave lasts forever. So when you feel it, just ride the wave. It's going to rise in intensity briefly, and then it'll dissipate, and then it's gone for good. So um, those oils are really powerful for this. Now, I will add in some inner child or some release oil. If that, about 70% of the time, that mixture will do the trick. If it doesn't, then I'll bring in some inner child, especially if it's bringing up a memory more from childhood, um, or release if it feels like something is just stuck. So you could think of, this is all the work that we're doing prior to smelling the oils. And you could think of it this way, that once you've pulled everything together, and then you smell something beautiful, the amazing thing about feelings is you can't feel two things at the same time. You could feel a bundle of feelings, but you'll bounce around between them. So this technique is basically saying you're going to go in and you're going to be feeling that, that situation connected with the thought, the feeling, the memory. And then when you bring in the essential oil, it knocks it out because it forces you to feel something differently. And this is why I, I, I really stress how the sense of smell is it's un, um, irresistible. You know, it just forces you into a different direction, and you'll see how that works. So, um, so in a minute, I'm going to go over the 12-step process, then we're going to do our demo. Um, so you know, but I, I encourage people, starting by setting an intention. An intention is a great way to focus your awareness on what you want. So uh, and some people, they have very clear intentions. Other people, they don't really know. So some questions you can ask yourself, you know, what would I want if money was not an object? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? What job would I do for no money? I like that one. What is my heart's desire? What are my special talents, gifts, and abilities? Or what needs to be done in the world that I feel a passion to do? And when we connect with that intention, that does something very special in a couple ways. The first thing it does is it sets in motion forces in the universe that kind of conspire to help us. You know, we start meeting people 
that are also working on that same project, or we start um, you know, getting help in unexpected ways when we set a powerful intention. This is why Gary always tells us to write down our goals, because writing it down, putting it out there, and countless stories of leaders who've done that, and it was the first step towards this process. But something else very important happens. When we set an intention, it also activates anything within us that doesn't resonate with that intention. I call it cleaning the junk out of the garden hose. If you turn on that garden hose and there's dirt in that hose that's been sitting all winter or summer, you know, it's going to block that. It's not going to come out. And if you keep that water going, the first stuff that comes out is junk before the clear water comes out. So what tends to happen when we set an intention, you know, you'll see this all the time. Someone says, that's it. This is the year. I'm going to get silver this year. I'm going to get diamond this year. And then some crisis happens and, you know, pulls them away. It's because there's something within their energy field that hasn't been cleared out yet. So, um, so identifying the intention is the first step. So these are the 12 steps. And this is not a full training on this technique. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about some of the trainings that I'm doing. But it's all in the book, and the book is complete. It has the whole technique in it. You can read the book, and you can do it. Um, first, you're going to set your intention, and you rate its likelihood from 0 to 10. You know, how likely does it feel? And I tell people, choose something that feels that you really want, but feels maybe just a little bit beyond yourself, and a little bit beyond what you feel is possible. Like in my case, I'm going to write a book in 15 days. Well, that's great, but it didn't, I didn't, when I first said that, I didn't feel that, it, that that could happen. I, I would have rated that as maybe like a 3. Like, well, I'd like to, but how can that happen? Now, you can smell valor or grounding, especially if you're feeling really shaky or really um, if there's been a lot of traumatic things that have happened and you get easily rattled. But to be honest, I don't use it that much anymore in this technique. Um, clarity I like to use to help in the beginning, if you're, especially if you're trying to formulate, get clear on this is what I really want or this is the intention I want to set. Uh, or inspiration. And when you're setting your intention, you know, you can set a global intention, like, um, in fact, I worked with one person who, you know, his intention was, I want to feel bliss all the time. Okay, well, I mean, that's a great goal, you know, and I'm not going to say that it's not possible, but when it's so broad like that, sometimes it's hard to find anything to grab onto. So I said, well, let's make it a little more specific. So in his case, we had to chisel it down, and it was, I want to quit smoking. And... You know, when we were into that, then there was some feeling attached to it because of his frustration and his trying and his feeling that he couldn't and the stress connected with it. Then we had something to work on. So you want to say something that when you say it, you feel a little bit unsure or, or a little bit of an emotional charge. That's a sure sign that there's something there to clear out. So you set your intention. And then this is a key point. You listen for the negative voice inside that tells you that it can't happen. You know, and that's that negative voice that we all have. We all have what we call the inner roommate, you could call it. It's that voice that is, sometimes it's telling us positive things, sometimes it's telling us negative things. It always has something to say about everything. You know, you all know what I mean, that, that, that voice. And um, so when you say your intention and you listen, sure enough, unless you're really resonating, if you're resonating and there's no inner voice that says it can't happen, then you don't need to do the technique. That means you're totally on for it, just go do it. But more often than not, you say it, you're going to hear that little voice. Now, take this. Identify how you feel when you hear that negative voice. Write down what that negative voice is saying. And then say, how do I feel when I hear that negative voice? The mistake most people make is they start arguing with the inner voice. They'll try to do the affirmation right then. 
and then it becomes a war. You know, the inner voice says, you can't do it. So I'm going to affirm I can do it. And then you go back and forth. You know, can I do it? I can't do it. And it's kind of this war. So what I tell people to do, don't do that yet. Identify how you feel. And this is going to lead you back to the feeling that actually created the voice to begin with. So you identify the feeling. Maybe I feel hopeless or helpless or frustrated. Okay, where do you feel that negative feeling in your body? And this anchors it for people. Then we say drift back to an earlier time when you felt the same way, either recently or long ago, and guaranteed something's going to pop up. could be recent. It could be something that just happened. could be something from a few years ago. could be something from childhood. Don't judge it. Just the first thing that comes up is the thing to work with, you know, and uh, um, it's going to just present this memory. This memory will surface. Like for me, I hadn't thought about that track race in years, decades. And But it came up, I thought, well, it's probably relevant, so let me go into that. And sure enough, that was a key for me. Um, and it's at this point where you have the memory, the feeling, the bodily sensation, the thought, just like I showed you with trauma. That's when you smell your memory release mixture, which is what I'm calling that lavender frankincense stress away. Put that in your palms, and you smell that. And then you're smelling that for about a minute or so, and then you see what happens. And I say, breathe it into the image. Breathe it into those thoughts and feelings. Breathe it into that part of your body where you're feeling that tension. And what tends to happen, a few things tend to happen. Sometimes the image starts to shift. Um, I was working with one person who uh, had gotten my book, a friend of mine, and um, she said, Ben, I read through the book, and you know, I, I tried to do the technique, and, and I, I couldn't do it. And, and I just can't do this technique. I said, okay, well, let's do a technique about that. And so I had her identify, and in her case, we kind of got to, you know, the thought was, well, I'm not Ben. Ben wrote the, made the technique, not me. I can't do it. I said, well, what image do you get? And we got, basically got to this image where she pictured me as really tall and her as really small. And <clears throat> in her case, she couldn't really get to a memory because uh, she said, I don't really remember anything from my childhood. But... I said, okay, well, just breathe the oil into that image. And at that point, she said, well, you know, I'm going to go. We were on the phone, actually. She was out in her garden. And she said, well, I'm going to go upstairs to where my oils are. I'm just going to work with this. I'll let you know how I do tomorrow. So I talked to her the next day. And um, I said, so how did it go? She said, it was amazing. She said, an amazing thing happened. I started smelling the oil. And guess what? Ben, you disappeared. I said, okay, great. And she says, and I became big again. So she had been trapped in some kind of like a child-parent thing, and when she smelled the oil, it released that, and she was able to grow into a sensation, yeah, of course I can do this technique. It's a simple technique. And perfect example. So sometimes it'll be the image will shift. Um, but step eight, you want to really be noticing um, new beliefs starting to emerge. And this is where, like in my case, when I all of a sudden realized, oh, 10 pages a day for 15 days, you're going to notice kind of this positive energy starting to come through you. I'll tell people, notice the light. Be aware of the light that's starting to shine through when that, once that image is dissolving. And this is where you might get creative ideas. Maybe you're working on a project and you're wanting to know, oh, how can I get oils into nursing homes? Or how can I do whatever? And you're stuck in that. And as you're smelling and releasing the block, you might get a creative idea or a person might pop into your head. Oh, call this person. I'm telling you, that stuff is gold. Follow it. Well, that's your intuition speaking that's been blocked over by these, uh, these negative thoughts and feelings. 
happened to me a couple nights ago. I The book had come out. People were starting to use it. People started saying to me, Ben, you should make a certification program. You know, we want to get certified in this so that, so that we can do it and learn it. And certification, I had thought of, oh, yeah, like a couple years down the road after people learn the technique, you know, yeah, maybe we'll have a certification. Like it wasn't a reality to me. And, uh, but, you know, that night it was kind of rattling in my brain and I couldn't sleep. So I got up, but I realized that I had a block about it. I realized that there was some part of me that thought, well, who would want a certification program? I mean, aren't they just, don't they want to just read the book and do it that way? Like, why would they want to go through all that? But I did the technique, and it came up. There, I forget what it even was. There was a some issue that, that was holding me back. I released that. So in the middle of the night, I, it all came out of me. Here's the certification technique. going to do an eight-week program, uh, you know, once a week by webinar. So people can do it from anywhere. We're going to practice it. Everyone's going to get to give and receive and do it together. We're going to practice our intentions, and it all kind of came out of me. So I put it together, threw it up on the website, you know, and by morning there were already people registering for it in Singapore, and people were just going crazy because they really this was really speaking to a need. So it was my block that told that was that was holding back on that. Once I released it, then everything started really flowing. So the the first certification program we made it was going to be for September. They said no, we want it sooner. Make it in July. So we made it in July, and that one's all filled up now. So I just had to create another one. So this is what happens when you unplug that garden hose and things start really flowing. So notice those new beliefs, those creative ideas start to emerge. And then you're going to go to your original intention. You read it again. So you go back, and how possible does it feel now? You know, in my case, writing a book in 15 days didn't feel possible. does feel possible. I say if it's a 9 or 10 or even an 8, you probably have cleared it out and you're on your way. But maybe it goes from a 2 to a 6. Usually that means that there's another round of clearing to do, that we have multiple sometimes blocks around a single issue. So if you're not at an 8 or higher, you go back, go back up and do it again. But eventually, once you're really clear, you create a pot, an affirmation that expresses this new positive belief. And uh, we'll do an example today, and you'll, you'll see how that works. The present tense, people know about affirmations. The trouble is people try to do affirmations before clearing out the junk. But when you do an affirmation when you're after the junk's been cleared, it's super powerful. And then you're going to say your affirmation. I like to use believe or transformation oil. When you smell those oils, it'll anchor in the memory of the being in this positive state. So that every time you say that affirmation with the oil, they, they reinforce each other. And you're going to stand in something called a power pose. And this is research from Amy Cuddy out of Harvard. She found that when people stand in a power pose, so that means either um, like a Wonder Woman hands on hips or uh, like a Superman arms out, and we'll show you what this looks like, for just two minutes that she did the, she did the testing, testosterone goes up, cortisol goes down. It's amazing. So it's it anchors, it's a bodily anchoring of this positive state. So if you say that your new affirmation in your power pose, it just primes you. So you're programming your subconscious mind at this point twice a day. And, uh, and um, then step 12 goes to make a plan and take action every day because you can do all this clearing, and yes, miracles do happen. But if I got that insight about the... Uh, writing the book or about the certification course and I didn't do anything about it, nothing would have happened and I wouldn't be here right now telling you. So you have to take action. And so there's a, in the back of the book, there's a, um, 
there's a guide that you can Xerox and then you put it right in your fridge and every day it's telling you, here's my affirmation, you're doing your affirmation, here's my positive steps, and it really keeps you acting. So it's really kind of a complete, everything I've learned over 20 years, I've been able to put into a technique that people can use every day. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Um, so, you know, we want to find our freedom. And um, I think this is the point, yes, this is the point where we are going to do our demo. So let me go back and stop sharing my screen. Now, how do I get so that we can see each other again? Yeah, we can't hear okay. you. Stop showing. Okay, stop showing screen. There you go. There. Now I can hear you. Okay, and do you do you see us all? Yes. Great. Looks okay, like so uh, Cynthia is going to be our demo today. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Excited? I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll clear that out, so you'll be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So um, now, Jen, could you take notes here for Cynthia? I am taking notes. I got my pad right here. Oh, perfect. Yeah, great. Okay, so just I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you just jotting down what she's saying, so that um, uh, when we come up with some things, we can go back to it. Okay. 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 So Cynthia, I'd like you to tell us an intention, something that you would like to see happen in your life that you really comes from your heart. You really want it, but feels just a little bit out of reach. Um, let's say, um, I'm silver right now, so let's say platinum by the end of the year. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Platinum by the end of the year. Okay. So, when you say that, platinum by the end of the year, what does that little voice inside say that tells you that that can't happen? Yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. We get that one a lot. Okay. Now, how do you feel when you hear that voice that says, yeah, right? I feel conflicted. Because my head says go, but then that little voice says, it, so it's, it's very conflicting. Okay, so conflicted. Now, we want to make sure that this is actually a feeling or versus okay, so, the thought. I mean, feelings are one okay. word, and you gave you one word. So mad, sad, glad. Simple word. Um, frustrated. Frustrated, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's how you feel when you're conflicted. You feel frustrated that you can't move. Yeah. Okay. Now, where do you feel that frustrated feeling in your body? My throat. Okay. Okay. So, and sometimes we'll feel it in a part of our body, and sometimes it's more like a bodily posture where we'll feel like our, you know, my, my eyes are downcast or my shoulders are over. So just be aware it could be either, but you're feeling that in your throat. Okay. And uh, now how possible does that intention feel from zero to ten right now, being platinum by the end of the year? How possible does it feel? How likely? How likely does that feel? Like if a, a 10 means you're totally sure it's going to happen, a 0 means you're hopeless it won't happen. I would say 7. But a 7. Okay. So you feel pretty positive about it. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. So now I want you to focus on that yeah, right thought, that feeling of frustration and, and conflicted and that feeling in your throat, I want you to drift back to an earlier time when you felt the same way. It could be recently or long ago.
Yeah, I'm not coming up with anything right now. Okay, stay with it. Just zoom in on that feeling in your throat. Well, Dr. Ben, there'd be so many things that would be, that's where, that's where everything lives for me is right there in my throat. So it's okay. like the emotion will come up, the head mm -hmm. comes down, and it gets stuck right there. That's yeah. where it is. You know what? I'm going to actually go back to the first word you said, which was conflicted, because conflicted is an emotion. When it's, it's, it's like when you, but it starts in your head. Your head's bouncing back and forth, and you're describing right. the conflict between probably something you're feeling and something you're thinking. And um, so go back to a time in your life when you felt conflicted. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I probably just pull one out of out of the hat, right? Um, all right, let's say one the, the the one time it comes up is, um, do I get married or don't I get married? Do I marry this person or don't I marry that person? Okay, is there a specific memory you have of that of a time in your life when you were in that conflict? Yes, like okay. the specific situation. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And uh, can you, so I want you to picture a snapshot of that time. Yes. Okay. And picture that as vividly as you can. Now, this is where I'm going to have you get your oils out. Okay. Okay. So get out your three oils, frankincense, stress away, lavender. Okay. I want you to put a drop of each. Yep. Frankincense. Put a drop of each on your palm. Lavender. And I'm going to do the stress away first because I have it in a roller ball. Sure, that's fine. All right. And then just a drop of each. Yep. Sometimes two comes out, that's okay. All right. All right. And I'm just going to hold it up to my nose. Hold it up to your nose and breathe it in. I want you to breathe that oil, breathe that smell into your throat, if you can imagine that, into that conflicted feeling, and breathe it into that image, into that memory of when you, that snapshot of a time when you felt conflicted about whether to get married to this person or not. As you breathe that in, just notice what occurs. Several things might occur. You might, the image itself might shift and change. The feeling in your throat might change. The thought process might change. Just doing that for about a minute or so. And what are you noticing? Um, I'm noticing that the head usually wins. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was kind of a thought process that came in. Exactly. So the head wins. Uh, I become logical as opposed to staying with the with the emotion or with the feeling. Okay. Okay. What do you feel in your throat now? Um, my throat still feels tight, but my head is kind of throbbing. <laughs> okay. So the pressure is actually building in a way. Yeah. So I'm going to have you pull out your release oil. 
Okay. This is what we do when, when you have a strong block here. You, you, you pull in the big guns. So pull in a dropper release. Better be on the internet. <laughs> okay. Smell that? Yep, smell that. And same thing. You're going to just breathe it and just connect with that feeling. You know, don't worry about what you're thinking so much, but focus on that feeling in your throat. And really more than that, the feeling of frustration. And kind of allow that to, to grow and let the oil penetrate that feeling of frustration. And focus on that time in your life and how you felt. What do you notice? What's happening? Um, it would be, um, I don't know how, how I would say this. I mean, but I'm up in my head right now. Um, so <laughs> that's not unusual. Um, it would it would be really nice to stay. Things would be much easier and smoother to stay in the emotional piece of it as opposed to being up in the head. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're getting all this information about kind of what's needed. Yeah. Um, but the energy is not flowing yet between the two. I'm not sensing yet. So try your inner child oil. Okay. And also say that, hear that words again, yeah, right, that negative voice that is saying, yeah, right, platinum by the end of the year. And notice how you feel when you hear that, yeah, right. I feel sad. Okay, so there's a shift. So follow that, follow that sadness. Notice where you're feeling that sadness. Well, the sadness, the sadness is more in my chest. It's not up in my throat. Okay. All right. So just feel into the core of that. Just find right where that is in your in your chest, and just feel. Imagine you're like you're sliding down a funnel or a vortex to the most intense part of that feeling, like you're trying to find its center. Feel into that sad feeling. And I tell people that if they notice any tears coming or any shaking, just allow that to occur, that it's just a wave, it's the energy leaving. 
What are you aware of now, Cynthia? Uh, my mother's voice. <laughs> What's happening to the feeling? It's intensifying. Okay, stay with it. Let's ride that wave. Hear your mother's voice. What are you noticing now? It's dissipating. Good. Just stay with it until it feels complete or unless you feel stuck again. Either one could happen. If it washes through and it feels complete, it means that that, that piece is done. Sometimes we'll go part way and then could be, like in this case, another another layer comes off and it shifts somewhere else. Just stay with it until it feels like it's done what it's going to do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So, um, so I'm going to actually bring you back to your original intention now, which was to be platinum by the end of the year. And how how do you feel about that now? How true does that feel? How possible? Um, I would say closer to an eight. Okay. So nudged up just a little bit. Okay. And. Um, See if that negative voice has anything else to say right now when you think about that. Or is it silent? It's more smug. Um, it's silent, but it's smug. Okay. So there may be still some some little presence there. It's not gone away completely, and it never will go away completely, but what we want to look for is some relative silence in that moment so that you can have your energy moving forward with this intention. So, so from what you experienced just now, going through some sadness, hearing your mother's voice, the sadness kind of dissipates, coming back to your intention now, what is an affirmation you could create that would capture this feeling? of um, if you're feeling less sad, what are you feeling? What are you feeling more of? What's the positive feeling or thought process that starts to replace that? I'm empowered. Okay. Yeah, okay. So how would you put that into words, feeling empowered? Um, I, I'm empowered to do my work every day to become platinum, or how would you say it? How would you give that power a voice of how it's going to, you're going to move with that power into your goal? Yeah. Um, or to put it another way, if you were feeling empowered every day, what would you be doing? I mean, what actions would I be, would I be doing? What actions would you be doing towards your goal if you felt empowered every day? Um, 
yeah, I would I would schedule and follow through with um, what was on my agenda. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so every day I schedule and follow through with what's on my agenda. Right. How does that sound? That's exactly what I'm working on. <laughs> so it's really a matter of just taking that, and you weren't bad before, you were at a seven before. Usually I'll start with someone at a two or three, and they'll have a significant shift because they're clearing something out. In your case, you're, you've been inching towards what you want, and you're just trying to get to that next place. So this last piece I think will be very important for you, the affirmation, the daily affirmation work to focus you on doing that. So um, I want you to find your uh, transformation oil. Okay, and we're actually going, going to have you put a drop in your hand and smell that. Uh, what's the line? Yeah, the transformation is amazing at this point in the process because it just connects you with that feeling of progress. Now, I didn't tell you we were going to do this before, but I need you to stand up. I'll stand up too, and I'll, because uh, we're going to do this last piece standing up. All right. I read her book, by the way, Presence. Okay. And Yeah, so you know this this research. Yeah, so we're yeah. smelling our oil, and then we're getting into an empowered stance. So that's either going to be, for those of you who can't see me, I'm standing either with my arms out, either like Superman up, or out like embracing the world, or hands on hips is what Cynthia is doing. Um, when people are wanting to manifest um, a, uh, a love relationship or something like that, or harmony in their love relationship, they might do more like this type of a open, like open to receive or give a hug type energy, but in this case, this feels right to you? Does mm -hmm. this feel good to you? Yeah. Okay, great. So, Jen, what is her affirmation that she just said? Every day I schedule, wait, every day I schedule and follow through, it's on my agenda. Okay, so say that, Cynthia. Say it again, Jen. Every day I schedule and follow through with my agenda? Yeah, with what's on my agenda. Every day I Schedule and follow through what's on my agenda. Okay, so just say that over and over. Every day I schedule and follow, follow through with what's on my agenda. Every okay. day I schedule and follow through with what's on my agenda. You smell your oil again. Every day I schedule and follow through what is on my agenda. Okay, good. You can have a seat. So this is what you're going to be doing, and uh, Jen can email this to you or text you. This is what you're going to be doing twice a day, morning and evening, for two minutes. Just set your iPhone timer for two minutes. Get your oil out, and you're going to you're going to write, make a chart where you write out your your affirmation, and you check it off when you've done it in morning and evening. Now I used to tell people do that for 21 days because. The research was saying that 21 days to create a new habit, that sort of thing. I don't really see that anymore. For some people, that really helps to have that rigidity. But what I find is that after a few days, about three days especially, um, it feels like it's integrated once you've made it a habit. And you might want to refine your affirmation. Like maybe you're going to choose a particular part of your work that you want to focus on even more. So um, at least three days or a week, or a whole month. But the important idea here, 
is every day to be programming your subconscious mind with something. Because if you don't program your mind, then you're just going to be acting out of the program that's already there. So for those of us that want to change, that want to grow, that want to build, we need to be doing something that's sending us in the direction of that. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck in what we were doing. So do your affirmations every day and uh, so with smelling your oils. And, um, and uh, I'd like to hear from you in, uh, in a few weeks how you're doing, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. This was fun. Oh, good. Good. So uh, let me just go back to my screen here, and I'll just complete the presentation. Now we're at 9 o'clock, so I'm going to tell me, can you see the lady again? Yes. Okay. And you can still hear me, right? Okay. Um, okay. So, so here are the opportunities to learn Aroma Freedom Technique. One is, of course, the book, and all of these are on aromafreedom.com. That's my website. And um, so the book is something that you could get uh, individual books. I have an e-book option also, and I have a bundle too. Um, I also have um, individual calls. If you want to do a 25 or 15-minute phone call or Skype with me, and I can guide you through the process, that's very helpful. It's good to have somebody on the other end to kind of guide you through that. Um, I can also coach a group if you have if you want me to get with your team, then we can do a Zoom call, get uh, as many people as you want, up to 50 people on the on the call, and we can either do it a couple of ways. Either I can do it where we're I'm teaching this like I'm doing now, trading with someone, or I can take everybody through it. That's really powerful um, when we take everybody through it. Now, when it's not individualized like this, not everyone's going to have the same experience. Some people will process more quickly, some more slowly. Um, but uh, it's a good chance for everyone to experience going through the steps and that sort of thing. Also, we, I have launched the Aroma Freedom Technique certification. Uh, the one starting on the July 25th is already filled up. Um, I just you know, I put 16 people in there, and um, that way we can interact with each other. So I started another one July 27th. This one's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Wednesday. Uh, it's an hour online. And at the end of that, you will uh, be able to, you know, you have to show some proficiency. We're going to, uh, it's not really a written test, but we're going to be um, making sure that, you, that you're comfortable giving this, you know, in individually and in groups. You'll be able to call yourself a certified Aroma Freedom Technique practitioner, which is really attractive to some people. And more importantly, you're going to have a tool that you're going to be using, and we'll also be holding each other accountable with our with our self-programming and affirmation work. So um, I'm also doing a, a webinar upcoming, Using Aroma Freedom to Grow Your Young Living Business. Uh, in this one, I am going to be taking everybody through the process, releasing some of the blocks, and also teaching um, how to use it to help your team. So, and some thoughts also. The way I designed Aroma Freedom was something you could even do right in an intro. You could have five or six people in your home, or ten, or however many you have, or even one. And you take them through a simple process that um, uses oils right out of the starter kit, and people can have a positive experience. So you can use it as a sharing tool. You could even use the book as a sharing tool, because there's some good research in there about how the essential oils affect the brain. Uh, so people would like to use that. That's $29. Um, and I did have this deal. Those who bought my book at convention, you guys are going to get in for free. I'm going to send you the email on that. That's Thursday the 28th. 
Um, the certification course, it's eight one-hour online training and practice sessions. I'll go more in-depth on the background theory of how we got here, some of the key insights that, you know, of how I structured it this way. We'll be demonstrating it, practice time with feedback for each other. A lot of clearing. We'll, we'll all be clearing out the emotional issues that are interfering, um, you know, interfering with being an effective practitioner or, or uh, whatever goal you have in your life, and also how to use it for your oils business. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun and really, really meaningful. Uh, price list on my on my website. A book is sixteen bucks, but I, I bundle it. You can get a four pack for fifty dollars, a twelve pack for one hundred forty, and this is uh, really you know for people who want to share it with their team, who want to you know jump right in. I have volume discount if you have a store or something. Twenty or more, you get them for ten dollars each. Also, I have individual. 25-minute session for $50 or 50-minute for $100. If you want to hire me for the group online coaching, kind of like we did here, but it'll be specific to as small or big of a group as, as you want, we can do that, 125 And the eight-week online certification is 349 And with that, you do get a free book and a free ebook. So this is because the book is basically the, um, the manual. It has everything we just did, and really all the information I gave you is right in that book. Um, I told Jen I was going to make a special on 20% um, off on the, uh, the bundle, but I decided I wanted to go a step further, and I'm going to take 20% off everything in my store except the certification. That's full price, but everything else until midnight tomorrow night in case people couldn't get on you know, late enough tonight and listen to it whenever. 20% off everything. Use business code. Use the code BUSINESS20. Um, if you want the certification, just do that with a separate checkout. Um, and then... So I'm going to turn it back over to you, see if there are any questions. Um, let me see how to do that here. I'm going to stop showing my screen. And um, come back here. Okay, can... Uh, so Jen, let me uh, turn that back over to you. I don't know... Uh, do you have any more comments or anything else you want to pitch in? Uh, no, the only thing that I, people are asking is the website again. Okay, it's www.aromafreedom.com. Just like it sounds, aromafreedom.com. Um, and where do they find the, the certification thing on the website? Certification, if you just go, it's set up like a store, basically. So if you just go to the store part of it, it's just listed as one of the products, you could say. And um, the one the one that is starting on the 25th is full, but the 27th is open. And there's also one starting in September 7th. But that one still has some room in it as well. And as things fill up, you know, if people have specific time constraints and they really want to get in one and can't get in one of these, you know, shoot me an email if there's a time that you're looking for because, you know, as these fill up, I'll, I'll just create more. Um, one question that came in is, are, is there a way to have this accessible for the hearing impaired? Well, um, I did get a few, that question a few times at my booth, and my wife um, has always, uh, she has a wonderful narrating voice, so she's actually going to narrate a version of the book, and we'll make that available once she has that up. Oh, cool. Great. I think that's about it. Okay. Awesome. Well, 
Well, thank you so much for having me on, and I hope people found it valuable. And um, yeah, you know, people can feel free to reach out to me any way they'd like. And um, uh, just wish you all great success and blessings in your work. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate all that you've done here. It's such incredible work. Everybody here is just, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is powerful. I mean, it's just great, great feedback for you. And um, everybody, be sure to go over to the website. I found that you got to put the www in the front. And, and then, okay. yeah, because if for some reason it, it comes up for me, if I – if I don't do www.aromafreedom.com, it doesn't come up. So make sure you put that in the front of it. And, uh, yeah, get over there now and get some books and get yourself all set up. And if you're interested beyond that, if you're going to work with people with this and have, you know, cause some of the questions that came through is like, what if this happens when you're working with somebody or that happens? I'm like, you know what, if you're going to do that with people, go through the certification. <laughs> that's my, I don't know if that's the right answer. <laughs> Go through the certification if you're going to be working with people with this because it's 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 more than just this little you know this webinar to do the demonstration and thank you Cynthia for being vulnerable and sharing your junk with everybody we've got a couple hundred people on the webinar and and, and also the <laughs> so well that's really it um, everybody um, have a good night I can't open up the lines for everybody to say good night here but everybody that's on the regular line I can open up for you guys to say good night hang on.